Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Real News Uncensored. Have about eight weeks left. This will be our second edition here um, till we wrap up with these uncensored episodes and go back to our normally uh, regular scheduled programming. Uh, but for today, we're going to start with some culture news that's been, I, I guess you could say, causing some controversy. I mean, it's not as big as the second story we're talking about, but still, it's, it's causing a bit of a stir. Uh, Disney decided to cast Haley Berry as Ariel. In I was the, Holly Berry. What? I was called. I thought you pronounced it Holly Berry. Is it Haley? I've Berry? always said Haley. It's not Nikki what? Haley. What's going on over here? <laughs> okay, we'll have to fact check us on the pronunciation, but I pretty sure don't, that's how you pronounce don't it. Discrim- don't discriminate against her culture if you're like you know, racist pronunciation oh yeah it's true it's probably a uh, it's probably Haley, Haley is a white is a white name like think of Haley's comet like you know it's named after some white person because you're not gonna name it after you know some brown person because it's a racist world well she's only half so maybe I can half get away with it but um she was cast to play Ariel in the upcoming re- live action remake Little Mermaid. They've done a bunch of these live action remakes yeah. and now they decide to do this one. But the big difference with this one is they're casting somebody who's half black to play a white character or what has been perceived as a white character. The reason I would say it probably is is because um, this is a very old tale. It's actually a Danish tale from a long, long ago that's been adapted a million times. And I don't know about you, but that's how I think the Danish would portray it. So, so what are you saying? So it's, so this was a, um, you know, a, a black character or black person portraying a traditionally white role. Like, it's like Obama yes. uh, in, in like Disney, you know? Pretty much. No, no, but here, here's my problem with it. Like, you know, they would never do this to Mulan. They would never do this to Pocahontas. They would never do this to, like, Moana. Moana. <laughs> Moana. Moana, that's what we call it down over in Yeehaw Land. But, um, <laughs> no, like, it, it, th- this whole issue over here, it's like, if you have a problem with them just taking traditionally white, like, you know, it, it is a white story. It is not a black story. It's The Little Mermaid. It's a Danish tale. You know, when was this tale created? Like, what? Can we fact check this? Can we get our um, person? Like, when did this tale come about? Was it like. Oh, yes, I can look it up right now. Because I actually looked this up not too long ago. Uh, and it is pretty old. It's a very, very old tale that's been retold many times, of course. Uh, it's dated back. Um, the publication date for the original story. Um, is April seventh, eighteen thirty-seven, and it is right, how, Danish, written in Danish, right, and it's Danish. All right, how many like black people do you think lived in Denmark in the eighteen hundreds? Uh, yeah. none. <laughs> Not that many. Like, if I remember correctly, doesn't Denmark have like some like racist Santa Claus or something, or like it's some black guy who comes down the chimney? Oh, really? Like, I th- they have some really weird thing that like is either Denmark or Sweden. It's one of those, you know countries up over there where they had something like that and like it, it just started to become a problem in the last couple of years because everyone's buying a problem with things like it, 
if Ariel was meant to be black, you would have you would have known so by now. Like this is a cultural heritage item, mm-hmm. you know. If they, and here's the thing: it's just laziness. Like this isn't that they want to create a, um, you know, they they don't want to create a new story about a you know a black person. They don't want to actually take time and effort out of their day to you know to research and do something that hasn't been done before. It's not like Disney can't do it. They did it with the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't feel like doing it. And really, what this is like, it's a multi. It's, it's malicious laziness. So. It's like an insurance policy to ensure that this movie gets positive reviews. Like, no matter what. Like, even if it's a shit movie, the progressives out there, the movie critics, will go and watch it anyway because it's... And they'll say it's like, oh, it's so... It it, it uh, deconstructs the white mythos, the white mythology with, um, you know, African characters. It's diversity. You know, it, it's this and that, but really, it's just laziness. They just put another skin tone on a character. It's like, have you ever played those those games for like you go to like a, the Dollar Tree or something or Dollar General, and they had these like, oh look, we have five hundred games on this little plug-in console into your television, and all it is, it's like you know, ten games that have like fifty different reskins and like a level like one thing changed by a computer algorithm. It's like one of those, but with Disney, like it's just basically laziness and the only reason they're doing this is because they want an easy cash grab like they they probably got pissed off that star wars didn't perform up to expectations so to to fix that they were like okay so we're just going to release something now that we um that we don't care about like that we know is money no matter what and if it doesn't if for whatever reason doesn't make money they'll be still praised for this they will be given props. They will be given, you know, additional resources and additional prestige because of how woke they are. Like it, it is just it is not unique. It is not innovative. It is lazy. It is, yeah. And honestly, like you know, they and it's a one way street. You know, it's it's lazy and it's also just like virtue signaling. It's like, oh, we're so progressive. We'll make all our princesses like black and you know brown and this and that. You know, why does, you know, what's what's next? Is the next remake going to be like uh, Snow White is actually a transsexual? <laughs> is that going to be the next one? I could see like, it. I could see it. I want to know, how a, progressive a, a, would that be? I mean, we'll see. Here's the thing. I'll bring up two things. One's a correction. I accidentally kept saying um, Haley Berry. I meant Haley Bailey. Big difference. Totally different actresses. Uh no, it, it's it's Halle Berry, but it's oh, a different. It's it's a different Halle Berry, though. It's like just somebody. It's just a young girl with the same name as the. Oh, you're famous, right. Yeah. 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 Shit, Halle Berry must be. Because <laughs> I remember she was in James Bond like yes. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Black like yeah. Babe, and I'm just like yeah, like she'd be like, what? How was Halle Berry? I must be like. I think. That would not make a very good Disney princess. I know, like, that's where I kind of screwed up there, so I don't know the full ethnicity of the new one. No, ha- Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Yes. Yeah, that's, yes. that sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. So, Does that make sense? Like, correction? Yeah. Fact check? Okay. Yes, yeah, yep. so we do it live on like CNN. Um, yep. <laughs> and when Trump speaks. Whoop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, because she was, re I think the reason I was getting him confused is because, um, uh, I think it's, I still think it's Haley. that's how I've heard, but Haley or Holly Berry was in, uh, the recent John Wick movie, and that's where I think I was getting that confused, mm -hmm. but it is, uh, Haley or Holly Bailey that's in The Little Mermaid, and I don't know her, if she's half black or full black, whatever the ethnicity is, but, uh, I think a good example to look to as to when the roles are reversed is when Scarlett Johansson was cast in the uh, Ghost in the Shell remake a few years ago. And that is, from my understanding, is it's an Asian character, but they put her in the role because they need a big name to sell the movie more because there wasn't really any big name female Asian actresses. Now that's a problem that needs to be addressed, of course, but... It goes the other way, and people freak out and say it's whitewashing, all kinds of other stuff. So, you know, when people say, like, oh, you know, people wouldn't freak out if it was the other way around, we already have had people freak out over that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, and that's what kind of reminds me. If you remember, was it the Avengers or, like, Iron Man 3 where they had the, man, was it the Manchurian, and he was white? But the reason they did that was completely different. So they didn't want to piss off China. You know, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was played by Guy Pierce. Yeah, they just have some guy named Manchuria who's just white dude. It's like, come on, guys. You know, <laughs> you know just stop sucking China's ding-dong. <laughs> those chopsticks out of your mouth. You know, time, to, time to get going and make things actually realistic. But now, like, you know, we need to... Um, I, I just don't think this is a good good idea and this is gonna just create lazy like honestly i'm not a big fan of remakes oh, like, oh yeah these are atrocious too because they're remaking their own movies and it's not the first one that disney's done too like they're also doing the lion King. Yep. it's just like on this are you really that far out of ideas like you made two wreck it ralphs and, and i mean you know well, at least at least with the lion king it was like an african story like at least i could kind of get that but this is like like the, the little mermaid it's like come on dude it's not it, it, it's not like you're just i don't know you're, you're trying it, it it is what it's whitewashing it's whitewashing i mean it's a it's a danish movie it's or it's a danish book it's a danish story <laughs> or yeah whatever <laughs> yeah one, one of the two but like, face to ariel yeah. Oh. That's basically what it is, and people should realize that. You yeah. know, that, that's all they're doing is just changing the skin color and throwing a different actress in. It's just like, mm -hmm. you know, it'd be different if they like remade it, like because instead, of, like I don't know if the if the prince is supposed to still be white or if he's me black too. Like they're mm -hmm. just gonna be the side of like Africa or like Haiti or something. Where the king is found, which if it's off the side of Haiti, that'd be that'd be interesting. Who finds her? Well, see, but, here, uh, here, the other thing too, I think people are forgetting, is that if you do change the skin tone of these characters, and you still set it in that time, it completely changes the story and completely changes the characters because, you know, back in those days, those people were treated differently, and if you're gonna change the character, you, like the whole you know, laws of the universe the film is set in are, are going to be completely different. You know, it, it's just, it's absolutely silly that you think you can just swap and it's going to be the same story, the same character. No, it's totally different. 
because these were written in you know a long time ago when the rules of society were totally different and i don't understand why can't we just create new stories for new people there in america they're in hollywood and so they can have their own thing we don't even have to have this debate we just have their own stuff and you've already seen that with stuff like uh moana or uh they just dropped a teaser today for god the name's slipping uh it's a disney movie with the uh asian samurai mulan mulan, mulan. mulan. Yeah. yes there's perfect examples it works just just do it that way why do we have to change this it's like with the whole black bond thing like bond is an englishman he's white it's always been that way well here's the thing and i, and I know we have about this like this reminds me of the annie remake where the only thing they did, like, it was a terrible movie, but the only thing people remember was how progressive it was because Annie was now black. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what this is. This is all about attention. It's all about money at the end of the day. It's They they did this because they figured, oh, this would start a bunch of attention and the movie would get more hype and interest than it normally would. And so you'll get a lot more attention, a lot more money out of it. That's all it's about. And the VP seemed to be nice. You know, yeah, we'll the whole guy. It'll save them money on advertising because they'll advertise this by creating con like creating controversy where controversy wasn't needed. Like yep. it's one thing if you're gonna create like a work that's meant to be controversial, like you know, you do like a expose documentary or something. But like when you're just remaking something to get to resonate with people, you know, it's just it's just malicious laziness again. And what's what's this gonna lead to? Are we just gonna have other studios just doing like race swaps of famous movies. Are we gonna like watch one day where like they're gonna remake Casablanca and it's gonna be like some black guys and like a black girl in the middle in like you know Morocco or that what or Casablanca and I think it was <laughs> and like like see that entire story would be completely different. Exactly. Exactly. Like it wouldn't make sense and that's what's gonna be like. We're gonna watch um you know. Like, like, what's another, you know, famous movie, like, shoot. Gone with the Wind. Yeah, gone, yeah, geez, that <laughs> entire movie would become completely different. Like, we could make another movie from, like, you know, the, the, the ex-slaves' perspectives, and that would be fine, because that'd be something different. But when you try to go and remake something that has certain rules mm -hmm. in a certain universe, and you just do, like, race swaps, it's not just, it's not like you're playing a video game you just change a hue of your character's skin where it literally does nothing unless you're playing like playing like the stick of truth or something oh. like that game where it actually makes it harder that, that's a good but, point right there uh let's talk about a video game that did do this and screwed up yeah really yeah. what was it battlefield 5 mm -hmm. we have black nazi women which is it's insulting to black people it's <laughs> it insulting is. to the holocaust it's insulting to the allies who fought the nazis because that just wasn't a thing, you know. Like, and it, and that it makes the Nazis look not as bad when they when you see them having black women in. It. It's like, oh, you know, they're progressive too. <laughs> it just it's make any sense. It, it's it creates the opposite message that you want to portray. You know, they'll they'll take out the swastikas and they have black women Nazis. Are they even really Nazis? At that point. Did know, they like, actually take they those out of it? Yeah, they took out swastikas. It's a World War II game without swastikas. It's like a porno without genitals. 
you know, think of that. You know, I, I guess we already have 50, well, 50 Shades of Grey did have a couple of pictures, or, but not the actual book, but still, like, it's like a porno without sex. You know, I'm sure someone could create some, like, hipster, you know, foot thing, but, like, no, it doesn't work. That is an essential element of a world of a World War II game set in the European theater. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was set in Japan, like if that's what they wanted to go and do, if they did not want to have Nazis. You could set it in the Pacific theater, and that would be fine. That's that's there, true. That's true. There's not enough games set specifically in the Pacific theater. There's not enough movies set in the in the Pacific theater. Like honestly, the Japanese did. You know, they did some pretty, like, really terrible stuff. Mm. You know, you had the Rape of Grand King, you had, like, Unit 731. Like, Unit 731 makes Joseph Mangala look like Ben Carson by comparison to some of the stuff they did. Maybe not exactly, well, maybe not exactly but it's, it's pretty cool. Like, they, they were probably, you know, worse than the Nazis in a lot of ways, and they didn't get punished. Mm-hmm. Well, like, the Nazis, the atomic bomb was a big punishment. Oh, uh, no. No, they did, like, they, and they took... Like the United States troops over there from like the what was it uh, Philippines, and you know on top of the like Bataan Death March, you know like like you survived that, and then they go and they put you in places and they inject you with like anthrax, they go and expose you to bubonic plague, and what happened to the Chinese and the um, and it wasn't even just the Chinese, there was like Russians and like European people who were in the area. In Manchuria, they would go and like do some just terrible experiments, oh, like yeah. you know, about like some in some cases above and beyond what Mangala, mm-hmm. you know, just really for no real use. And the Allies kind of took that stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, I like like because it was a bizarre thing." I saw a documentary, thing. they would go and take them, and they would go, and after the war, they were like, "Hey, Allies." test subjects that we did like biological and chemical warfare testing on i know you guys can't do this due to ethics but if you let us go we'll give you all the data on it and we fucking accepted mm. a little bit off on a fucking tangent but it's still just a tangent nonetheless it's an, yeah like you know like see that's the sort of story that would be interesting if someone wrote that like mm-hmm. instead of just being bored and remaking the same shit every single day when you have actual, in, like, you know, we remake, a, there's another major World War II movie every fucking year. Mm. Like, what's going on over here? And when there's actual stuff, like, there's only a handful of movies made in the Pacific Theater. Like, you get, like, The Bridge Over the River Quay's probably the only... Quay. It's Quay. Why, whatever. <laughs> Your pronunciations okay. are, are, are pretty, uh... How could I put it today? Uh, very, um insensitive to other cultures i used to have a i used to have a teacher with a similar name that's probably why i got <laughs> what i was thinking of but you know that was a good movie but it we was. don't have enough set in the pacific theater we like the tv show called the pacific yeah I've, I've not watched it but like you know where's the movies we have like a movie every year it's like oh we have churchill and then we have you know whatever world war ii generic shit and i mean it's, it's cool to have world war ii movies but you know we, it's so much. It's like almost like the comic book industry with the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, we just keep remaking these, and most of them are just kind of rehashes. Like let's let's make like the movie industry in general has just gone to shit. Oh, you know, where they have to look, at, where they have to look into like these race swaps. Like it's not even just that. You know, now we have like, half the movies, like the budgets of these big 
companies. They send like millions and millions, even billions of dollars in some cases for these superhero movies to hire these overpaid actors and actresses. And then, you know, you just get basically all right, meh movies with superheroes in it. But you get these comic book nerds out there that will be like jacking off over it. Like, oh, look, oh, oh, it's Iron Man. Oh, oh, it's Thor. Oh, oh. I mean, I like I liked Iron Man. I, I, that was one of the few superhero movies I really thought was interesting. Me too. I was actually watching it last night and enjoyed it once again. Because Robert Downey Jr., he just had an entertaining character, but like, I like the Captain America is kind of thought he was like kind of boring, and mm, some of these other characters kind of fall to the wayside. But like, you get him. I like I like the Spider Man character. He was all right. I, I saw that into the Spider Verse movie the other day, and that you know that was an that was interesting. You know that had a black character in it, but it was a different story, and it worked exactly. well. Exactly. That's yeah. how you can do it. You can create a different story. Without having it just be like a a a, a race swap remake. Yeah, that was but, a very unique Spider-Man story. It was totally different, and it was from Miles Morales's perspective instead of Peter Parker. So you get a different character. So it's a it's its own thing. It doesn't have to yeah. be beholden to the previous uh, material. Which, see, that's where I was just actually thinking. I think it's actually. A good idea when you see some of these directors or um like i think it was, i forget the guy's name i'm trying to remember uh i think it was a jordan peele that did uh get out i hate that movie that was right ra- well, that was that was a racist movie against white people no, i'm not even joking really? have you ever seen that movie i have not but the only thing i've heard is that like he said that he'll only uh hire um yeah, yeah, I think he did say, yeah, for all his future movies, he'd only hire black people, like, to be in the film, work on the film, and do all that. On the one hand, that can sound a bit, you know, a little racist. That, that is, like, you know, if, the, if this were any, okay, if you... If it was any other, black, yes. You heard the word, like, white, or even, um, you can get away with Asian, because they have their own, like, you know, Japanese industries does, does their stuff, and... India, the Bollywood does what Bollywood does, but that's mostly because there's like only a handful of white people in India, probably. But like, no, like that, I don't like that. I, I did not like Get Out. I thought it was pretty racist when I saw it. I'll like, have it to just watch made it. I'm curious. Like, it wasn't even like good writing, and I don't see why people gave it some praise. It was just like it wasn't even really, it wasn't even like really scary movies. Just like ridiculous. It was like, oh, if you're if black person and you don't act like stereotypical black people that means that you're under some like brain control what like it, it is bizarre it's <laughs> that's just pretty like, woke yeah it's pretty woke <laughs> like have you like uh dictator phil have you seen that film get out yeah yeah it, and i i i kind of agree with you a little bit of it like there's definitely some it it felt like there was some subliminal uh or maybe not even subliminal, maybe like direct, um, like a a weird storyline of not storyline, but like a subliminal message of uh, if you're not thinking the if you're not within a certain Stereotype. parameter, right? If you're not within a certain yeah, then you're you know, then you're I don't know what uh, it's like your mind is being controlled or something like that. I'm like, yeah, stop, just stop. 
Like it was, it was like my problem was it was like overtly political. Like the entire mm-hmm. movie, it was like, yeah. and it, it has people in this mindset that you know you need to act like you know stereotypical you know movie like boys in the hood black person to be black in America, and I don't think that's a good message. Wait, like, isn't that the message you would think they'd be trying to go against? Yeah, you would think, but like they, they're like, oh, you know, whiteness is evil. It's bad. It's like. No, like it, it just creates these stereotypes in that movie about like they they stereotype white people. Man, if this movie was mm-hmm. the opposite way around, it would be considered like super racist. Mm-hmm. Like that would not be able to be shown in today's America in a, in a modern theater. Like I, I compared, and I think we actually talked about this before. I compared it to a Birth of a Nation, but uh, you know, kind of it, it's kind of like the reverse. It is the antithesis of Birth of a Nation. It is the it is the polar opposite, where it's still racist, but it is just the other race. And I don't think that's something that we should be striving for. No, no, that's not good at all. Um, but the one. But thing did, I... did, didn't you didn't you attend your sociology class though? I, white white people, you can't be racist against white people. Well, no, that's what my health teacher told us. Yeah, yeah well, that's that's definitely stuff that should be taught in a health class. You know. <laughs> You know, when you go to health class, that's that's the number one thing for health. It's like, oh, you know, you need to have these political discussions in a fucking health class. Yeah. That, that makes, you know, that that's the perfect place for that. That's not your tuition money being thrown away. Like, honestly, you know, I wish, I wish there was a channel out there that would like, you know, I wish Fox News or something, because like boomers watch that, would go and do a segment like just, you know, have a, just have a show on there where they go into a college classroom, they get like video and like audio, like Project Veritas stuff like campus reform stuff from colleges across the united states just so they can see what what's really going on because like i i told my grandparents the stuff that happened like that i was told my sociology class and my you know i think i had another class it was like a philosophy they didn't they just flat out didn't believe me like i i had a class um what was it, it was a it was like an it was a law class at, and it was for um uh, was it for ist like, yeah, yeah, and the guys. Yeah, I gotta take one of those. It was like IST law class, and he kept bringing up Trump in there, <laughs> and I was like, "This has really nothing to do with the course material. Like, th- like what's in there has nothing to do with that." He kept talking about politics, and it had nothing to do with with the class, and that yeah. was my problem. Like, the classes should have to do you know, with what the classes and the course description are. It shouldn't have these political tangents. Like, you know, if you're a professor, you can ha- you can discuss that at, you know, hold a separate event. Like, they can hold events, like, uh, you know, community events or whatever. You, you must be a politician, you know, that, like, that's a perfect, like, he, he ran for office, you know? And if he wants to talk about that on the campaign, more than welcome to. I, I disagree with him, but he has the right but when I pay good money, like thousands of dollars, to attend his class, I don't want to be fed propaganda yeah. and pay for it. You know, I, I want to learn about law. Like, I mean, yeah, I actually thought of it. Like, the, when we actually talked about law and we learned about, like, patent law and trademark law and copyright law, that was interesting. Yeah. But when we learned about, like, you know, I think we had to watch a revenge porn documentary for, like, two days. What? Yeah, it was like a week where they just yeah. played revenge porn documentary. I didn't even go to class that week. <laughs> I I mean, I can understand that to a certain aspect, but I th- it was like... It's a bit uh, excessive. I, 
it was a little bit politically tinged. I oh, think, okay. like, you know, that, that would be something small, you know, a small part of it. But the documentary itself was uh, politically biased, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I didn't even bother attending that class. Because I think it gave us the option. It was like, if you are, you know, triggered by this, you do not have to attend. And I was just like, well, I'm triggered by this. I'm triggered by this professor. Not really. I mean, I, nothing really triggers me. I, I just don't like to be you know, have my hard-earned money and, you know, future hard-earned money in the form of student loans go to pay to basically make fun of my, uh, you know, my family and everyone that, like, our values. Oh, yeah, that's perfectly understandable. And and that's the problem I'm seeing, like, with, you know, to get back on the topic a little bit with these sort of remakes is that there's a sort of, um, almost like you could almost, and you see this in the classrooms too a lot, it's almost a rewriting of history like ooh, it was bad or we don't like how this turned out or ooh, we don't like the look of this so let's just change it let's just remake it let's redo it we could do it again how about we just sort of leave it alone everybody enjoyed that film the way it was done let's not remake it let's just make new stuff let's add on to this universe we've done it once before and it was a huge success like princess and the frog huge success just just, just keep doing that it's not difficult I mean, it, there is some difficultness, obviously, because you have to think of original stuff. Yeah, you make you get paid money. You can do actual work. You yeah, can research. you're getting paid millions of bucks. You can be a little bit creative, just a little bit. Like how many different African tribes are out there that, like, you know, they did with the Lion King. Means you know there wasn't really humans involved with that. But look at Black Panther. Yeah, black superhero. I mean, it's yeah, fine. Nobody's have, complaining it was black. Look at Static Shock. Like I don't know why Static Shock doesn't have its own movie yeah. yet. Like actually, that was a good show. It taught you know, it, it was a show that appealed to you know a lot of you know black youth over there. And he was a, a superhero, and he wasn't. You no, know, it was a role model. It was, it was a fictional role model for kids to look up to that wasn't you know into this like uh, culture of you know going into violence and all this other stuff. It, it was a good positive role model. I think that's great. I think they need more of that. Yeah. You know, instead of like having these freaking like movies like get out where it's like you need to act this way because you don't want to be white because that means you're like being controlled. That's or you so know weird. Like, Yeah. <laughs> not me you need to watch that movie. It, I it do. Is, we should that's one of those we should watch together and just sort of record a commentary over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a fun one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like speaking of like kind of revisionist history, though, do you mm-hmm. see like what the BBC like has done? Like I, I keep seeing screenshots of this stuff, and they have like is like history like cartoons, and in there and like just history stuff on the BBC like in actual England. Oh yeah, and yeah, I've seen those. Yes. Like, and, and they have diversity that did not exist in that time period. Like they had like yes. Roman. Well, I mean, I guess with Rome, they'd have probably, but not not to the extent that it was shown on there. And then they have stuff in like the English, um, you know, like War of the Roses and stuff, where there's like black people out there. Where you know, the War of the Roses that took place before they had the transatlantic slave trade, which was before there was a, a real, really any, you know, black people in England at that time. Mm-hmm. That's just a historical. You know, the reason that they were there for the most part was because. You know the British, you know, had the slave trade, and it, and that's an important thing to remember. You know, that's part of their history. You don't want to like, you don't want to lessen that. That's that's an important part of history. You have to deal with. It. Mm-hmm. That's not the proper way to do that. Is by 
by that method. To me, all of this is is it's a glorified Fahrenheit 451 book burning. Mm-hmm. It's like because it's like you're just, you're changing history to essentially to like make it politically correct. Yeah, yeah. And it's like no, that's not what actually fucking happened. And you know, to do it is literally to burn. You might as well burn the fucking history books because it's like. You know, you you want to learn all the negative history that happened so you don't fucking repeat it. But, you know, here we are. We're fucking stupid as fuck. Yeah, like, whoever really controls the history books, they kind of control, like, they control a lot. Like, it's not going to be right now, you know, in 20 years when you have kids who read off of that, like, Huffton Mifflin or whatever. Whoever creates those books, like the publishing companies, they have a lot of power because they influence the youth. They, because a lot of parents, they don't really tell them their stories anymore. They, you know, they don't raise the kids as much. They just send them off to government school and they learn from there. Mm -hmm. They really control the history, you know, of what these kids, what these kids believe is history. Mm -hmm. And if you tell these kids that, you know, hey, you know, this happened or this didn't happen, they'll believe it because they don't know any better. They, they're taught to look like to trust a teacher or to trust a book. And, you know, that's kind of crazy. Speaking of that, did you see that kid in like Scotland who um, he ended up like getting like expelled from school because he's, he said that there was only two genders. Yes, I did see that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like how long before that happens over here? Like, how, how could that even happen? It to- hasn't. Like, you know, maybe in California that stuff is going on, but like, and it, and it was so funny, like the professor or the teacher, like the guy brings up like, you know, scientifically, you know, hey, there's only two genders. He's like, well, you know, sometimes, you know, our beliefs aren't just based off of science. I'm just like, what? what? <laughs> that's not how the school, that's not what the school system should be teaching. And, you know, and the sad thing is it's probably, like, he, the, the teacher was probably forced to say that. You know, he, the teacher may not even believe any of that stuff, but he's forced to do it. Like, he's one of those compliant, you know, just school officials who doesn't really give a shit, who just goes on with propagandizing the children. But, yeah, man, that's that's a tough cookie. Well, yeah, the, see, that's the problem is that sort of thought now, it's... You know, people used to think, oh, that only just serves at universities or as an extreme case. That's mainstream accepted thought on that side of the spectrum. Yeah. It, it totally is. Like my, my health class, he said the exact same thing, that there's more than two genders. I'm like, this is insanity. What, well, what's it, happening? You know, well, you know what happens when you have, un- like, universities, it's like a trickle-down effect of yes. knowledge. Yes. And, you know, that was a good idea. Like, you know, that was good back when schools were largely apolitical when you'd actually study science and that would go to the mainstream. But now, you know, what happens is you get these people who go to college and they become teachers and they teach their kids this. And then like within the you know next 20 or 30 years, that ends up becoming what is, what is mainstream because that's what the college professor said. And who, and who's going to say anything against a college professor? And it's in a lot of colleges because a lot of colleges are controlled by liberals because they have unions in there. And a lot of people who want to teach are, are leftists, you know, because their professors were leftists. And it, and it is a problem that's so ingrained. Like once you get that far into the academia, 
and it wasn't just done over like one generation. It's been happening since probably the 50s and 60s. They've had communist infiltrators going into the school system, you know, and they just started getting seats there. They be they started rising the ranks, silent. Then they'd start telling, you know, years after they get tenure and they can't be fired, they'll start spreading their propaganda to their close peers, and then they spread it and they spread it, and it's like, you know, that's where the metaphorical cancer lies. Yeah, well, and it's also, it becomes ingrained in these kids, and then when they go out into the world, they start spreading this stuff. Like, it it starts when you're young, and then you spread it, you know, wherever you go, and so it just spreads like a cancer. It really does. And why do you think that the left wants people to go to college now more than ever? Well, that's definitely, I think, what the uh, higher up elitists want to do is keep you going so they can keep you brainwashing, but I think, I think the average person still has i mean it's still true to some degree that you do need a college degree in life to get a lot of good jobs but i don't know about it's that not for uh, everyone. you can like uh, if you go to a trade like why do you think they they do not like trade schools you can do a lot with the trade school mm, you know? no it's not as cracked up as it, you know people think it is like it's mostly for stuff like welding or a little more manual labor tasks like if you want to learn uh, let's you, say engineering. I know people who went to cybersecurity became system admins who went to a trade school. Who's this? People like I've worked with people who have went into they they went into a trade school and they went they got they were there for like a year or two, and they end up getting a job in cybersecurity where it's a system administrator. But are most of the people in your job from universities though? Yeah, but I think that's that, what I'm saying as a general. But that's rule. starting to change. I think that's starting to change. That that's currently how it's been done because, like the media, you know, has been telling people that you need to go to college, but you really don't. Like how, like go and count your classes. How much of those are directly related to your major? Oh, pretty much none of them. <laughs> I know. Like you know, if you're an engineering major, which makes sense. Like if you're if your major is really like necessary that you go to college for it then most of your, at least like 75% of your classes would be related to your major. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Like, like that's why I say if, if your degree has less than like 75%, it's like 50% or less of classes relate directly to what you're doing in the field, then, you know, or the necessary like theoretical groundwork of your uh, degree, then your, your degree probably doesn't need to be taken at a four-year college. It'd probably be condensed to a two-year Oh yeah. oh yeah absolutely that's why and i say lot- you need to abolish gen eds they don't need to exist yeah. they don't need to happen but the universities won't do that because that's money that's why they well, do it it keeps you there longer makes them more money yeah. well, i think well, they could just convert many four-year degrees into two-year degrees removing gen eds uh, i think that would be what they hard to get that to happen but that's why i want to happen well, what they could do is like Trump or something who's in the White House who control like there's a they have power over like who can get federal money. Yeah. So they could create a board that says, you know, accreditation where they could create either another accreditation board or are there, I don't know what level of government interference is already in the accreditation board. They could go and interfere or create a new accreditation board that says if you want federal funding for student loans, then you have to do this. Mm. And one of those stipulations could be that at least 75% of the required coursework for a student has to be re- directly related to their major. And that would that would majorly change uh, the content. 
you know, that would that would make things go a lot faster. That would that would eliminate a lot of these ridiculous propaganda courses like that health class you took. God, that health class is a piece of work. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I've well, heard how, on that well, a lot. Like, but... do you have anything since the last time you talked about that health class? No, I mean, I got a good grade in it, so can't complain there. Mm. But something that many people are complaining about, though, or should I say one person in particular, um, is the Betsy Ross flag being put on some Nike Air Max 1 Quick Strike 4th of July training shoes. They released like a photo of it, or they released a shoe, and then the model was pulled after Colin Kaepernick said it was offensive because of its relation to slavery. Now, let me tell you, let me ask you guys a question. What does that flag represent to you? America. That was early, man. That was America. Yeah. It's, it's that simple, isn't it? <laughs> it's just the 13 colonies. Like, I don't understand yeah. how people have these different interpretations of what represents like one part of America or one thing of America. It's just, it's bullshit. The whole thing is just bullshit. Cause it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing about that that would say like that, that would like represent slavery. Like Betsy Ross, Betsy Ross was a Quaker. They, the Quakers were anti-slavery. Mm -hmm. It was like, but, and even if you're going to say, oh, the 13 stars, it represents the 13 colonies that represent slavery. Well, well, what the fuck about the 13 stripes on the current flag that they represent mm. the 13 colonies, too? That's so what, you going to take that shit out? That, like, the whole thing is the whole thing is fucking ridiculous. And it's like I, I, I'm like, well, um, where when is it when when does it end? But 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 the thing is, it's like. These people aren't making very much sense to fucking begin with. So it, it's hard for me to even uh, discuss it because it's like, it's stupid the bar on multiple levels. Yeah, why are they listening to Colin Kaepernick anyway? The guy doesn't even like play football very yeah, well. Yeah, but he's their sponsor. They well, pay they, they millions of dollars. Like that guy, he's created, he has created divisiveness in America. He created incidents like there's no real, like, what has he done? What constructive has he done? Not, none that I know of, honestly. No, he went during his job, he protested. Like, if I was at work and I went and protested by not, by like <laughs> disrespecting my company, you know, it'd fire me. If you work in private industry, that's what happened. And, you know, you, you can't do that. Like, he's, he's creating a stink. If you want to protest, you're more than welcome to, but don't protest like when you're at, like, you know, when you're at, you know. Well, I've always said this, and and I'm like, don't hold this against me, but I'm like a lifelong 49er fan. So I knew plenty of Mr. Kaepernick. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm going to tell you right now, the dude was a, dude's a total fraud. He's a fraud. You, you, he, he thought he only started mentioning this when he realized that he was about to get cut. Like mm. he was about to his, the end was in sight of his big ass contract. And like, he was about to lose his job to, to Blaine Gabbert, who's like a journeyman quarterback who wasn't, wasn't even that good in his own right. And, uh, yeah. And so he made this little stinker, got his, uh, and really essentially got his contract extended by a year when it shouldn't have been because they didn't want to cut him because, you know, 
social justice and and like so he gets cut and uh after after a whole season of kneeling uh or or no he walks out on his contract i'm sorry walks out on uh, walks out on his existing contract because he thinks he's going to do better obviously nobody signs up signs him um and then says if he gets signed he won't kneel anymore it's like well where where the fuck is your loyalty like oh i thought you were supposed to be the social justice dude and if you just get mu- get the money that you want uh you'll stop kneeling oh that's cool mm. yeah um they don't tell you they don't tell you this shit it's like and like, like cuz they cuz they don't care this is this is all it is 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 the media and these stupid ass protesters all they want to do is just cause a stir that's it there's no they don't care about facts they don't care about logic they don't care about scientific evidence they don't care about any of that shit all they're doing is just creating a ruckus with nothing essentially Mm -hmm. yeah i always thought he was doing this stuff honestly because from what i understood i don't follow football that well that he was not a a mediocre player he was just a mediocre player wasn't that great and he was looking for a way to kind of you know you know he as you said he probably was afraid his career was going to fall apart so he did something that would keep him up in the limelight and you know make something of himself has it worked yeah it's worked for now uh do i obviously like it or think he's doing the right thing no i think he's an idiot and has no clue what he's talking about but I, I I do lean on the fraud side with him. I, I can't read minds, but I don't... I, I, it doesn't feel genuine. There's something about it that does not feel genuine no. at all. No. I, I, he did okay. He did okay for the first couple of years and then maneuvered his way into a big contract. Mm. I think it was like seven years, $130 million or something. Some along those lines. And then, and then after that, you just saw a downhill performance. Like you just, his performance just went downhill and they tried to, the the Niners tried to, they tried to resurrect his career. They hired, they, they hired a coach, an offensive friendly coach that would, that was supposed to help him out. It still didn't help him out. He was still like, as a starter, he was still one and eight, like one wins, eight losses. And, it's just it didn't obviously it didn't work out because i i honestly don't think that his you know i don't think his his heart was in it mm-hmm. you know because he was just kind of like well shoot uh but he but in his head he thought he was still gonna get a better deal if he left or he thought that like if he walked out of his contract, he could get to get to new york only to find out that the new york teams didn't want his ass and then like you know, and the whole thing, it's just the whole thing was, it was fraudulent. It really was. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I think that, I think people just protest too many things these days. It's not like the 60s anymore when there was actually important shit to protest. Like, mm-hmm. there's some guy in Greensburg, which is outside of Pittsburgh. I don't know whatever happened to it, but this guy, <laughs> it's, 
playing a you playing a protest to disrupt a Fourth of July parade. Okay. And he was saying that like it was over like a police or something, and he just and he wanted to go and ruin a protest maliciously, you know, and and like you know with with Colin Kaepernick in particular though, yeah, he just. I don't think he's ever really particularly good. I don't watch football, so, you know, Phil knows more than me, but I just don't see, like, I don't really see the purpose of that. Like, he's just creating controversy, and then he sued. I think he sued, like, the, the NFL League or whatever for, like, saying they're colluding against him. Oh my like, God. Not, like, no one wants him. You know, he causes them to lose money because no matter what happens, the the football team loses and that was purely strategic too and that right there like him suing for collusion that was purely strategic too so what he did was he he demanded and he got offers to go on teams but he got offers to go on teams but he wanted ridiculous money like he wanted mm-hmm. 10 plus i think he wanted something to the tune of like 10 plus million a season or something like that wow. yeah so he wanted starter money obviously he wasn't starter good and so nobody wanted it like like he had teams that were interviewing him and tried him out or whatever and it was like well uh they'd love to have him they'd love to have him as a backup or whatever but he his he demand he price demanded his way out so that he could push the narrative like oh look see they're colluding against me like no you priced yourself out of a fucking job and what did you expect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some title people. What do you think his end goal is and all this? Like, what's he trying to really achieve? He wants. I think it was political. He wants to get money, and then he wants to get fame. It's money. It's money. Cause, uh, cause like he wasn't going to get, he was never going to get the type of money. And even, uh, yeah. And even, um, cause, cause yeah, when the AAU, the, the, my, the secondary football league was out, they, I, I guess there was a commissioner and there was like a couple of teams that wanted to sign Colin Kaepernick and they were like, Oh, he, he, he wanted all this crazy money. And it was like, well fuck no like if he really wanted to if he really wanted to play football he'd have a job yeah it yeah. was just that he priced his way out of a fucking job like he and demanded he oh, right now correct no wow well okay. now now he's never gonna have a job and then and um but because like nobody's gonna sign somebody that's been out of the league for two three years mm-hmm. it's not even like even like like even uh like, like the only thing that would would have been comparable was, uh, like Michael Vick when he did two years at the Eagles. Yeah. Like, no, when when he was when he was in jail in jail for that like whatever that extended period of time was, and then it's like they they took a leap, but even then, they only signed him to that. Like, I I want to say they signed him like five million a year or something like that, which was still a decent chunk of change, but it wasn't it was still less than what Colin Kaepernick was signing from. And uh, Michael Vick athletically was superior to Colin Kaepernick. Like you, you, yeah. yeah, So you, you like the demands and it's strategic because he really didn't want to, he really ultimately, I don't, 
I felt like he really didn't want to play football. He just wanted he did anymore either. I think he realized he doesn't need it anymore. Well, yeah, like honestly, I I can't fault him for not wanting to play football because it's you know dangerous, like professionally, if you do that, like in terms of like all the injuries they have and stuff. But like, still, you know, don't go and say you're being discriminated against because of your beliefs. You know, when you go and you're you're like a con, like you lose that money. Like, you know, honestly, he's probably one of the most divisive people in the United States. You want to talk about what's creating the divide in America? It's not Trump. There's people like Colin Kaepernick. Yep. You know, it's people like Jesse Smollett. Those mm. are the people that are creating racial tension in the United States. Because you'll get us over here who have one opinion, but then you get some of these like crazy people who've gone through these professors and they say, Oh, this is this is systemic racism. You know, this is this is that and whatnot. And it's, it's Trump's America. Now that's what's causing the problems. It's not Colin Kaepernick going and dividing people up. Who just want to watch a freaking game on the tell? Like people mm-hmm. go and watch football because they don't want to have to deal with politics and they don't want to have to deal with like all yep. that. Junk. Exactly. They just want to have to deal with yep. Well, when you <clears throat> mentioned uh, Pittsburgh, um, <laughs> it reminded me of a story you told us. Do you want to tell us about that uh, bus incident your uh, lady friend had? Uh, which oh yeah, yes, my girlfriend was. Um, <laughs> He's with some of her friends, and she was on the bus. And then there's this like this guy just goes on the on the bus, and his, his dick's hanging out. And the bus driver is like, put a shirt on. Puts a shirt on, his dick's still hanging. Out. He goes on the bus, and there's these like black ladies up front who go and start like making fun of his dick size. It was some white guy, and um, he just goes over there and like stares at her and her friends. And then like so this like other guy's on there who's like something. He like he was talking about how men are superior, but at least you know he goes up. He goes up and tells the guy to put his cock away, but he, like the guy refuses to. I think he was like drunk or high, and then you know, my girlfriend had to go get off the bus and call the police because there's and there's a four year old kid who was like you know, oh, seeing this guy's dick hanging out, and the bus driver just lets him on. You know, the bus driver should have called the police. You know, immediately after off the bus if you're exposing yourself to people you know drive it to the police station don't just like let it go because that person's obviously fucked up in the head yeah mm-hmm. i don't know man you get some pretty crazy people out there you know he's some nuts that was on fourth of july like you know fourth of it was like it was like really rainy every year you know i kind of them. i was out like fixing you know, my dad. My dad was out there fixing a retaining wall, but um, is that I, normal for that area to have those crazy people like that come on the buses? I mean, it's anywhere with a bus. That's like a city. That's you true. Know? Buses. At Penn State, at Penn State, I saw some pretty crazy shit on the bus too. Oh yeah, we. I've seen this uh, homeless guy that comes on. It starts like talking to himself. Oh, I had that happen in Pittsburgh too. There's this like one guy, and he's. He smelled, I don't know if he was homeless or smelled like shit. Like, like he just didn't wash for like a week and he yeah. was talking to himself and trying to go and talk to people next to him. And he was just like, so disgusting smelling. <laughs> like, I, I almost felt like I was going to throw up and people were like, <laughs> mm. and that's why, that's why I hate the bus. Like people want to go and say, oh, you know, 
it's so awesome to ride the bus. Like, you know, it's no. cool to have an option no. to have the bus. Like, you want to go out and have a drink or two or like 10. But, like, you know, really, I don't like taking the bus. It is, you have interactions with people that you do not want to have interactions with. You know, mm. there's crazy people on the bus. There's people who are drunk and high and who defecate and urinate on themselves and on other people. You know, it's like I'm disgusting. A couple years ago, there's some guy on one of the Pittsburgh buses who opened up a can of a can of pepper spray and just started spraying it around the bus. <laughs> it was just spraying yeah. people the bus. Yeah, <laughs> the police had to be called. He thought he was some hot shit spraying people pepper spray on the bus, and, and then like because it's on a bus, it spreads out pretty quickly, and people are like coughing up, and they had to get the ambulance. I wasn't on that bus, thankfully. Oh but like, God. you know, like I'm in this urbanist group. There's like this urbanist group on Facebook for some reason. Like I don't know why, because I disagree with like 99% of the shit they say. Like they want to ban cars all the time. And, <laughs> like there's some pretty crazy people over there. But like, you know, they, they want like, but sometimes like it's very interesting because you'll see them, you know, they want to ban cars, but they also want to like remove regulations on housing. So it's like a weird kind of, intersection between you know different political ideologies like a left-wing libertarian or an environmentalist libertarian it's not really so much yeah like it's not so much environmentalist they just want to ban cars because they want the cities to be walkable and less like they want to have more shit in the cities instead of just like car parks and i can understand i can understand that but on the other hand i hate having like the fucking park mm. like every city has this fucking problem Especially like DC. DC is really terrible with that. But you don't even want to drive because they'll like if you go one mile speed limit, they'll get you. They'll knock you down for that. They have like traffic cameras everywhere. But yeah, one thing I just saw because you were mentioning the news. But Deutsche Bank, you know the big big bank, uh, Deutsche Bank will exit the global equities business and slash eighteen thousand jobs. This is according to CNBC. This is a radical shakeup for this bank. Are they in the red? Uh, Deutsche Bank. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. I good. have no idea. I have no idea what's going on with international banks. Like, yeah, like you know, the banking industry is a really strange one too. Because these are kind of owned by uh, you know the countries kind of have some influence with banks. It's heavily regulated. But, like, yeah, outside the United States, they got all sorts of strange things. But, like, one thing I noticed, though, like, I, I was at work and doing some, uh, you know, some general things. Like, they make you do these, like, stupid – like, that's stupid, but, like, you know, these man mandated trains every year. And one of them was, like, on uh, compliance, like, mm -hmm. with the GD – like, GDPR. Like, some of that stuff doesn't make sense, like – you know, they have personally identifiable information, then they have sensitive personally identifiable information. And, you know, with personally identifiable information, you, know, you think of things like, you know, your like a credit card number or like your, or like both your first and last name or your email address, like stuff like that, which makes sense. But then like for the GDPR, they have something where it's like your political opinions are personally identifiable information, your yes. philosophy is personally identifiable and it's sensitive personally identifiable information that's like mm -hmm. even even more more like regulated than regular pii so how does that make any sense 
like if there was a group of people out there, like, you know, why, like, why, and you're Republican, how would that personally identify you? How, how could you personally identify someone based on their uh, political group? Yeah, because it's half the country is in one group, half the country is another. Like, you can't just say this makes you identifiable. That's something I'm learning in, in my uh, data uh, management class or where we're learning SQL, which is a programming language basically for uh, databases. There's, you know, when you make your, for, your I think it's the foreign, no, the primary key, of an idea that's for something that's uniquely identifiable for one person so it'll be something like a social security number or something like you know uh like a id number or something none of yeah. that makes you uniquely identifiable in any way what do you mean uniquely identifiable? like oh you mean yeah like political links yeah yes, it's not yes. yeah no it, it, it some i don't know if they just didn't word that right or like yeah. what but that doesn't make any sense like in that sensitive pii so if you have like a a breach of that like you know a company could be funded find like 200 million dollars or like four percent of their like revenue or something whichever's higher mm-hmm. so it's like that, that just seems ridiculous because like people give away their political leanings all the time like, it's not really that much of a secret. Like, and if you think it is a secret, you know, that's, that's like, nothing. Yeah. Unless you have, like, some really crazy political beliefs, like you're Nazi or something. But, like, yeah, you know, generally, that's different. And then they also have, like, the right... And there's some interesting stuff in there that I like. That. It's like, you have the right to be forgotten. And Ooh, I kind of find that nice. interesting. So that's, like, where I think you can tell them that you your information like scrubbed from there and they have to do it it's, it's something along the lines of that like i mean a lot of the stuff didn't really apply to my per you know because I, I do cyber you know security stuff so a lot of stuff i mean to a certain extent it does but i don't like control that like i don't control i don't really disclose that like i i don't disclose any of that that's you know i'm the person that prevents that shit from being disclosed but i don't really you know, it's through other means. I wouldn't have anything, you know, like mostly those compliance things. It's for like, you know, hey, hey, I'm a coder. I'm making a database. Not show the world that this is everyone's, you know, information over here. That's that's generally the people who would need to see that information. Like you can't just publicly display that shit. Mm-hmm. It's not really what I have to do, but it's a legal thing. So, well, speaking of illegal things. How about Mr. Jeffrey Epstein? This is a guy who was just arrested for, he's a billionaire, arrested for sex trafficking minors. And he has some really big ties to some uh, big name politicians like Bill Clinton. Flew on his private jet 26 times. So he was a frequent flyer, probably racked up a lot of frequent flyer miles with him. What is, like, remember those conspiracies about the island he'd go to with uh, Bill? You know yeah. one of those? Like, this, oh, yeah. this sort of like, I don't want to say confirms it, but it, it, it sounds like it could. Well, see, my question was, I heard about this stuff, like, back in the 2016 election, a little bit before that, too. Like, why is it being, like, re... I thought he was already in jail. He somehow get out of there. I think he had some accusations or something at one point, but he was never actually charged. I forget. <laughs> I'll look it up, actually. But yes. He was um 
Oh, he was convicted in 2000 for soliciting an underage girl for prostitution, which he served 13 months. How do you only get 13 months for that? Like, that that's, I mean, I guess he knew people. Probably, you know, Bill Clinton, Bill de Blasio, I don't know who he knew. He <laughs> probably knew but... both of them, to be honest, because he's from the, uh, the New York area, I believe. Yeah. Well, the, the thing also is that, yeah, he served 13 months, but... In, it was in custody of work release, which means that he was still allowed to spend 16 hours a day outside of prison. Yeah, that's screwed up. You know, he has this, like, pedophile island. Like, I you remember that? Like, I, I just keep picturing, like, total pedophile island. Like, you're in that freaking Cartoon Network show with, like, the, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, remember total that. Pedo, total pedo island. <laughs> I, I could see that shit with him, like... And you get all these fucking degenerate politicians going there. Well, well, well guess what? Guess who he flew uh, to Africa? Bill Clinton Ke- and Kevin Spacey. <sighs> and Chris Tucker, yeah. apparently. And it's where, do you fly, where, where do you fly to in Africa? Uh, it doesn't say. I could see. I could see they probably. Yeah, Africa itself. Yeah, it's, a, it's a big, big uh, continent. And there's a lot of great crazy shit going on there. And God knows how much secrets happens. So you could buy, you know, you give someone like a dollar. Shit, you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a cow. But yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what they were doing there, but it does say, like, if you go right um, on Wikipedia, it does say in 2002 it happened. It was a coin of flight, but I have records too. Man, like, how do people, like, it's just sad that people like this are able to get away with it for years. Yeah, he's been, it sounds like he's been getting away with it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, like, how many other people, like, you know, you get, like, the, you know, get the wine scenes. How how deep does this rabbit hole go? How how many, like, Jeffrey Epstein people are still out there that we don't know of? Honestly, there's probably a lot. This is probably just one in a, you know, a vast pool of them. Because, like, you really don't know this guy's name unless you're in this sort of world. And people that are in this will probably know a lot of people like this. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of dirt. That's probably what gave him some, some of these cush penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, that's terrible. I mean, I, that'd be funny, though. I wonder if Joe Biden's been on his airplane. I don't think so. Um, did he did he release all the names yet? I don't think so. I think they're looking more into his flight records now that they've because uh, they grabbed him like right when he landed on the tarmac when he was flying back from somewhere else. So I think they've probably grabbed all his flight records and they're probably finding a lot more stuff. Oh, see, I heard these rumors that Trump was involved with that, but I don't know how far that shit goes. Well, what he did say in two thousand two about him about Epstein, he said, "quote." I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. Unquote. Oof. Oh, he knew. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he did. Uh, yeah, he, I'm sure he did. And I, if I remember correctly, like, I, I've, seen, I've seen other stuff that he kicked him out of the Mar-a-Lago. Or... He was like trying to solicit like some girl in a locker room oh, for really? uh, prostitution. I don't know how true some of this stuff is because you can never trust shit you find on the internet. Well, but like his plane, I, I found the nickname now. It's called the Lolita Express because there was uh, a bunch of accusations he was doing this stuff, 
And that's where they the conspiracies came from. And they were actually right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's next time you hear conspiracy theorists, don't just dismiss them. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes they are right, you know. Shout out to you, Alex Jones. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because he was talking about that shit, too. Buy my steak! Oh, goddammit! Yeah. <laughs> well, even Paul Joseph Watson... Motherfucking off his motherfucking plane. Well, Paul Joseph Watson did a video on this, I remember, where he talked about these... Uh pedophiles and he taught he or even sex trafficking he had a part in his video about this that's where i first heard about it and um it's it's just shock it's like shocking on the one hand but shocking on the other yeah yeah i agree man it's it's a crazy world this shit's still like done over there like that he was able to get away with it for so long before people even fucking spoke up Mm mm-hmm well, there were even people before that were talking about this. They were claiming they were one of his, you know, uh, uh, shipments, I guess you could call it. Oof. It's, yeah. it's a very slimy guy. I know. Like, That's why I think some more digging needs to be done on this. Because I bet you could connect him to a lot of other people. I don't think this is the end of it. It's just like, it feels like the elites, like, you know, you see a lot of these women out there who are feminists and like the uh you know like these actresses and that and at first you're just like oh these people are crazy but now it's like you know the, if the men in the world are like that i can understand why they're probably like you know they hate men mm-hmm. because a lot of the men in their world are pedophiles you know it, it's it's a sad sad world for these people and it creates this like worldview it's like you know if you get if you get bit by a dog you know you might develop a fear of dogs for the rest of your life if you get you know, pimped out as a kid or, you know, put on a casting couch and, like, made to lick someone's feet, you know, you're probably afraid of men the rest of your life or mm-hmm. at least have an extreme distrust of them. It harms people. It, it, it really does. Oh, yeah. And apparently the Miami Herald published a three-part series on how his uh, his money and his power protected him from a lot of prosecution and so they've been trying to kind of it sounds like get this guy for years but i don't know what how they got him this time but they finally did yeah man it's it's that's nuts man on monday they're gonna say uh they're gonna provide a number of uh for oh it was just content i thought i'm reading these articles trying to see if there's more information that's gonna come out because i don't think they've said how many he trafficked like, just imagine that, like, speaking of trafficking, though, I saw an article from, like, Hershey Park, like, apparently some kid was, like, almost abducted there the other day, and I, and I I read the comments section, like, there's a Facebook group I'm a part of that's with people who live, you know, the the town's not too far away from uh, Hershey Park, it's, Mm -hmm. like, maybe about, like, an hour or something, but apparently the people over there have, um, like, this one woman... I don't know if it was the person who reported this, but, like, she, you know, saw this person. They tried to abduct this little boy. And uh, she she tried to report it to the, uh, I guess it was the ride operator. The ride operator. So, then he, like, then they went up to the uh, the hot dog stand. The hot dog stand guy didn't know what to do. Or found something. So, they had to go and, like, find a security officer. And I forget how long it was like four different people, like or three people before someone actually got a hold of security for him. 
And by that time, it was over an hour away, and this person most likely will never be caught who tried to abduct a kid. Oh, Jesus. God. It's just like, what the hell's going on over there? You know? I mean, I was I used to go to Hershey Park all the time. Me I, too. I've been I, there twice. I, I used to go there, like, almost every year. Like, you know, that, that's kind of sad that they don't have a system in place where... At least according to this person's opinion, I don't know if this is true or not. So you know, don't sue me, Hershey Park. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of kind of surprising if if that's actually true that they wouldn't have a, like everyone have walkie talkies with the direct report to security. Like I'm surprised that isn't like a legal requirement. And if it's not, you know, maybe they should look into that. That's a very real opportunity, like a very real chance. Like when your kids at an amusement park that pedophiles love that place because they can go and walk around with kids and people really won't look the other way mm. you know it's there's a lot it's, it's a big park too like you could easily get lost in hershey oh yeah or yeah. i think of disney world too imagine well, what world... goes on there that's like you know i mean i've heard stories um that there's a lot of really like dark stuff happening there people don't know about I was told, like, I, I watched this, um, I watched this, like, one video, it was, like, a from, like, a Reddit thread, and they make one of those, like, lazy Texas speech videos, but um, apparently some, like, they have cameras, like, everywhere, at least in the gift shop. Like, some dude tried to go and pot, like, they tried to go and steal some, like, keychain or something, they got, like, brought down to this, like, tunnel underground, and they got, like, interrogated, and they ended up, being, like, charged for, like, theft, and had to, um, go and do community service in Florida and they live like somewhere, you know, probably around PA or New York or something. Mm. So man, yeah, I imagine that, you know, Hershey Park probably had or not Hershey Park, Disney probably has some sort of mechanisms in place because like Hershey Park I, I like it. I don't know how popular it is for people outside of Pennsylvania though, because it, it's not Disneyland. Right. I mean, it's nice. Like, I've been there before. Like, when I used to live in Maryland, I went there once. But it's not, it wasn't as big as it was, um, you know, I imagine, like, outside of Pennsylvania. Like, remember when I was in school, they used to give away, like, free tickets if you had perfect attendance. I used to always, I used to always get those because I was pretty good about not missing school. You know, I get that participation trophy. And I, I, I did pretty good, you know. I didn't, I didn't play hooky. <laughs> oh, you're a good boy. Yeah, I think in my whole high school career, I only like missed two days of school, and that was like the one was my friend's dad's funeral, and the other was um, it was a senior skip day, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm a senior. No, I can give me a perfect tense award anyways." I got perfect tense for all high school. Well, they didn't get. They stopped getting the award after a while. So, I, like in in middle school, they used to give us an award. In elementary school, they think they gave us an award. They forgot to call me one time, and then at the end in uh, senior year, they did remember it shocked me. But I remember like one year they did, and I was like, okay, I, I see what I get. They yeah, got a award for something once, so they forgot to call me. It wasn't attendance, it was something else. Mm. Like it was uh, like doing, you know, you did good in this, like, a, like one of those things, oh, you did decent in school. You know, here you go, and they forgot to call me, and I was pissed. But. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. High school man. One, Glad I'm not one there last thing I'll mention about Epstein that I found um, was that Christine Pelosi, who is a DNC uh, official and daughter of Nancy Pelosi, said in a tweet 
the Epstein case is horrific and young women deserve justice. It's quite likely that some of our faves are I implicated, but we must follow the facts and let the chips fall where they may. So it sounds like yeah. there's again more to the story. And like you mentioned, Alex, this article on uh, Fox News confirms that Trump banned Epstein from his Mar-a-Lago estate, quote, because Epstein sexually assaulted an underage girl at the club, unquote. This is according to court documents um, yeah. that have been filed about. So this stuff is, like, people knew about this. And, you know, it sounds like there's going to be some, I think the bigger story is yet to come. I think this is sort of like the big open secret, but I think there's going to be more that we're going to see over the next few weeks or months that, that might be the real shockers. It's like the Panama Papers, but like with pedophiles. Yeah. You got a lot of dirt on a lot of people. Dude, this I just hope that's pretty scummy. He's got a lot of dirt. Mm. Like, yeah, it's just like, why is it like, why is it always like the rich people who are interested in pedophilia? Is it just because they have nothing else to like do? It's like, oh, you know, I've got, you know, I got a million billion dollars. What am I gonna do with it? Go and fuck kids. You know, that's like, is I, I it just? I think it's a power it? thing. I really think it's a power thing. Like. Well, it makes you feel young again. <laughs> I guess if you have every, like that's the one thing you can't have, like you know, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, so I think it's when just they get like, to that level, they think they can do whatever they want, so they're trafficking these people, or they're trying to hook up with them. I mean, yeah, look what? at look at yeah. rock bands, like like all the famous rock bands have at least one song about banging an underage girl. Mm. The All of them. The difference between like banging a sixteen-year-old and banging like an eight-year-old, yeah. which you know, I mean, both of those. If you're an adult, you should definitely not be doing any of those. But like, you know, rock bands. Yeah, like like look at Elvis too. Like he was, he was a bit fucking creepy with some of the shit he did. If oh, you look really? into that. Yeah, like I, I saw an article. Like he was like, I think he was like banging a fourteen-year-old or something. And he like married some girl who was like fifteen. Shoot, I didn't know that. Yeah, you have to look into that. Like he had some interests, but to be fair, the times were a little bit different back then, but not by much. Like that's the thing too. Like you know, times times have changed. Like back in the day, you could get married. Like you know, the marriage age was in a lot of places like fourteen. Like PA, it's still sixteen, but like it's it's got a bunch of strange rules with that like the age of consent and like it can vary well i think california is 18 but a lot of other states are less than that like and you can get married to people who are under the age of consent and that like that allows you to you know engage in activities with them mm. like it's it's very disturbing and, and i think a lot of cases though that's done in cases of like uh you know pregnancy teenage pregnancy like more Romeo and Juliet clause sort of thing, but yeah, like, that that definitely yeah. does make sense then. But it's it's still God, it's like, creepy I don't stuff. See why like a twenty year old was doing? I just don't see why like a twenty year old should ever have the need to marry a sixteen year old. Like, like what 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 would you have in common with a fucking sixteen year old? Like, how would that even work? Like, why do you want to get married to someone that young? Like, they're so like. I mean, I guess certain people are mature differently, but still, like, you know, have you ever seen, like, you ever been in the mall and you just hear, like, 16-year-old just complaining, like, oh, look, all oh, these shoes suck. Oh, Tony at school, 
was so cute. Look, oh, he was so high in the axe body spray on. Oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, you Dorset. She is such a slut. She kissed Bobby. Ah, oh. <laughs> just like fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, know you're not mature like, enough why? at that age to actually like, like know what you want, know who you are, and be a you know the person you're gonna. Uh, be in your adult life like you're not an adult yet you shouldn't be making adult decisions yeah like you know i just feel like our generation been like basically held back in terms of maturity like maturity like i think years ago you know 16 year old was considered an adult because you'd have adult like responsibilities people not everyone pat like graduate high school a lot of people were living on their own when they were 16 it was like and now it's like you know the age of consent should probably be raised to like, you know, tw- like maybe not the age of consent, but the age of being concerned an adult, like should probably be raised like 20 or something because most people are just not fucking mature anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, most people don't deal with their own finances. Most people don't like have a job, like a, a real job until they're like, you know, in their twenties, you miss know, them go to college and college is basically just high school 2.0. In my opinion, you know, you get a little bit more, like, it's basically boarding school. And Andrew Yang wants those uh, 16-year-olds now to vote. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Like, you, I think that we should have one age for being an adult. Whatever that age is, you'll get all the rights. So if you want to be 16 years old to uh, to vote, then you will be an adult at 16-year-old, which means you'll be able to purchase guns, get married, drive, I don't think you should be able to vote if you are under 18. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing for America. Yeah, I totally agree. Any last final thoughts? Last little words anybody wants to put in? Uh, nah. I don't know. I'm done. I think I'm done. I'm going to pull Joe Biden. I think I'm done. I think my time's up. <laughs> no, you got to say, I'm sorry my time's up. Yeah, apologize. Sorry, my time's up. Yeah. <laughs> Something along those lines. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.